Yeah, second one. I'm calling from the UK. I'm sat in a bath, hence the kind of uh, kind of echoey sounds you're getting now. I've just lit up a big spliff and uh, just want to say you fucking rule. Maybe I'll call you back from a more coherent point of view, but I fucking doubt it, motherfuckers. So, peace out, and as Chucker Paul says, suck on my big balls, motherfucker! Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Eastern. I'm Lance Wackerly. You don't want to see me angry. This is Sick and Wrong. Brought to you by the Reach Around. Dude, I'm obsessed with Hitler's one ball. No wonder you're so pissed off. Your life sucks. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. What's up, brother? It's Wackerly here. Going on there, Wackerly. I haven't seen you uh, since last Friday when we got wasted in Oakland. Yeah, that was fun. That was uh, nobody a, fell down. Yeah, I didn't get a concussion, but that was definitely <laughs> a night of debauchery. I haven't drank in Oakland in kind of a while. Pretty drunk. Yeah, good time. Maybe later on we'll talk about what we drank. Yeah, it didn't score with any trim, but uh, I tried. Yeah, definitely gave it uh, gave it the old college try, and I think I was too drunk. I think when you get to that point where you she just could, drank... She could tell. That's the problem. Well, you know what if she you did? hide it, maybe you have a chance, but she could tell that you were drunk. Well, I was so trying to get down. her and her friends to go back to your place, and then she kept trying to, trying to walk away and say, I got to go find my friends. I was like, no, 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 come on. You got come to come back to his place. And then she's like, okay, what's my name? And I just look at her, and I'm, I don't know, mm. Angela. And she's like, no, and just walked away. Was, like, that, how, even, how the was fu- that even close? <laughs> I have no idea. How, how the hell are you supposed to remember a name? I don't know. I'm horrible at remembering people's yeah, names. Yeah, I mean, especially you just, just keep wasting. thinking her name over and over again and not listening to what she's talking about. But I was just looking at her tits. I was. I mean, I did. I, I wasn't There's paying any attention. Too, yeah. I was at that that tunnel vision point of being drunk. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we always try and hook up with chicks when we're at that point. I mean. Because you, you woo the chick at the beginning of the night, and then they get that drunk with you. I think that's the way to. I think the it. key is you need to get them that drunk. Right. So you need to talk to them like right when you get to the bar, and get them to hang out with you. At, you know, go to some other bars and keep with buying them. them shots and shots right. and roofie and roofie, and then yeah, and yeah. Because you can't get a bunch of party. You can't get a bunch of roofies and an apple teeny like at the end of the night. Exactly. She'll find. She'll taste it. It was, it was kind of cool, though, being uh, two wild and crazy guys out in Oakland, though. It was definitely a, a good time. One of those bars we went to, every girl there was, like, way out of our league. <laughs> oh, the one with, like, all the uh, the six-foot, like, Scandinavian model chicks? Yeah, that Missouri place. No, I don't know. They, they weren't all model hot, but there were, like, some really hot girls there. But they are all, like, six feet tall. Yeah, and they were there with, like, five dudes already hanging out there everywhere. Yeah, tall guys. Yeah. I'm just not down with that tall scene. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into the short juicing. 
Like girls that like short Jewish guys that don't really make that much money but do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find a bar that caters to that type of chick. You know, I'll, I'll we do need well to hang, there. And also, just we need to go to like the Wizard's Cave bar <laughs> where like it's really dark and D and D chicks hang out. Yeah, girls are into girls World that of like Warcraft, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, keep dreaming there, Wackerly. So, did you go out the rest of the weekend? Because the next day, I was just I didn't even feel like drinking. Oh, I was in full on recovery mode on Saturday, but I did drink, but just stayed home. But then, because uh, you drink night, to live. It's like my fuel <laughs> that keeps me going. Wait, what were you saying? Oscar? Did you go to an Oscar party? Uh, I wouldn't call it an Oscar party, but I went and watched the Oscars with some people. And then I got shit-faced there, too. And you know why? Because our mutual friend, who shall remain unnamed, is, was laid off recently. And she was just plying me with tons of liquor. I mean, I'm not going to put it all on her. I mean, I'll take some responsibility, but... It's like I had a partner in crime that was willing to, you know, go down that path with me, and I was just fucked up. And so she was just kind of furnishing you with alcohol. Yeah, she was glad to, you know, keep the keep the the vodka and wine. And uh, at one point, I was drinking some purple thing that was like comes. In the, I don't know if you've seen this stuff. Juice. <laughs> no. J o o s e. Kind of. What like, is it? Like is a it Mexican would spell it? It's like rock star. It's like alcoholic rock star or Red Bull. But this was grape flavored. So, but I mean, is it like vodka? I don't gin know. Gin or I think it's like malt liquor <laughs> with like carbonation and a flavor. See, but but getting intoxicated like that would actually make the Oscars interesting. Because seriously, dude, I don't know if I can sit there and watch that entire award show. Yeah, no, you, you were telling me about this pretension you have before the show. You know, I wouldn't you, even call it pretension. You're, you're under the impression that we were, uh, you know, dude, like a bunch even, of 40-year-old of women with our with our eyes glued to the screen. That's not what we were doing. Dude, don't even try it's to... It's on TV. We're hanging out drinking. Don't even it, try to downplay it. You were watching it for the gowns. I know yeah, you well, were. Oh, yeah, I did get there for the whole red carpet event beforehand. You know, watched uh, what <laughs> Whatever, that fashion dude uh, cur- criticize everybody's clothes. And no, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No, I, you know, I understand what you're saying. There are some interesting aspects to the Oscars. Like if, you know, uh, Ben Stiller, when he hosted it, was that a couple years ago? Chris Rock. Yeah, right. I mean, when, when it's an interesting host like that, I'd like to watch it. But the reason... But I, actually, I don't even... Okay, go on. The reason Sorry. I hate the Oscars... Is because I've always hated Billy Crystal. I hate Billy Crystal. He Wait. just bothers me. I don't like looking at him. I hate his, the sound of his voice. And when, what about you know, City Slickers? You never liked that? I hated that movie. <laughs> Anything to do with Billy Crystal. And, you know, you'd think I'd like the guy because he's Jewish. And, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, he's a, a successful Jew. And I should like him. Hate the guy. Uh-huh. I think he's a bad role model. And uh, he, just, he just perpetuates a stereotype. Uh, what stereotype is that? Annoying clean... Jew. Annoying Jewish guy. Yeah. Like a Jewish guy that could be in that calendar. Nice, a nice Jewish guy. He is a nice Jewish guy. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I, you I, want more like a Lenny Bruce Jew or uh Yeah. Or, I mean, or even like a, a Woody Allen type. But the neurotic yeah. Jew doesn't bother me. But like with a fil- Billy a Jew Crystal. with a filthy side to him. That's what you like. Yeah. Billy, Billy Crystal's just, just too wholesome and clean. pure. And yeah, I don't know. He just annoys. So I, I just kind of developed this animosity towards the Oscars. Right. He, he hasn't hosted for like years and years dude <laughs> that's when i stopped watching it but you so i start again i you know maybe i i missed the boat but on this here's another one. here's another misconception you have like when you say you know you liked it when john stewart hosted like that means you're watching it for its intended purpose the reason to watch the oscars is because it's live and you get to see celebrities make asses of themselves 
So you watch it for the like for an ironic purpose. If I enjoy watching a person embarrass themselves in public, is that irony or is that no? Just, but I mean, uh, you're you're watching this. Freud. Yeah, I How guess yeah, Schadenfreude. I guess you're like uh, yeah, you just take pleasure in other people's pain. There, wackily. I always knew that about you. But it's kind of funny because they're oblivious to it. Like, they still think that they're being really awesome when they're just making fools of themselves. So were there any gaffes of note in this? Because I, I, I totally missed it. I, I do, you know, the next day, I do look to see who won Best Picture or Best Director. But I don't sit well, there. Well, as a, as a side note, that's another thing about the Oscars. It does matter. No, in, I mean, in it's 20, a big deal. In 20 years, when you don't remember any of the movies, but you're like... I want to see a movie from 2009. You're going to look on a list and be like, what were the Oscar winners then so I can watch one that was good? But, yeah. think, but think about that in comparison to like the Grammys. Or the Golden Globes or, or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, like those... The Tonys? The Tonys. I know you right. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those award shows used to be big. Like it used to be a big deal to win a Grammy and now it's just fucking bullshit. Like nope, d- nobody, nobody cares. Even cares. Nobody's like ever a, even heard of the band. It's like an MTV Music Award or something. I mean, no one really even cares about the Grammys I almost anymore. think it's even worse. I mean, don't like the Eagles still win a Grammy every year? Like an honorary Grammy. Yeah, but the Eagles will get like best heavy metal band because <laughs> right, they just exactly. don't they're so out of touch. Yeah. But the thing is with the Oscars though, it's like I mean, talk about pretension. It's just like there's always this like you know, like Sean Penn, it did not surprise me that he won Best Actor. I'm surprised that's Milk didn't get of, Best Director. That's an example of what I thought was a gaffe, but he thought was really awesome, and everybody in the audience thought was really awesome. So he came up there and said, I know I'm – I'm going to paraphrase, but like, I know I make it hard to like me, which is complete bullshit. Like, there's nowhere you can go in the world more than Hollywood where proclaiming your love of gay people and your acceptance of gay people isn't going to jibe with more people in the that, room. Because everybody, everybody is like-minded. Yeah, yeah you're preaching pushy. to the converted. If you really want to be, like, be an outcast, go there and say, like, how you think, you know, gay people shouldn't get married or adopt kids. Like, talk about <laughs> – then you'll be ostracized and get it, can get up there and be the rebel. Yeah, but it's just that smug that that man emanates. That's right. what just bothers me about But there were guy. some more just straight up gaffes like um Alan Arkin was uh sort of presenting I see I like Alan Arkin. So do I, but he was presenting to uh Philip Seymour Hoffman who was up for best supporting actor or best actor. Best actor. Wait, I what think. movie? Uh Doubt. Oh, Doubt. Okay. And he called him that. uh Seymour Philip Hoffman. He sort of Jewed <laughs> him up a little bit. But but that because Alan Arkin's a Jew, he's a good Jew. <laughs> yeah, but he's old though, too. Yeah, I mean, you old. know, you got to give him a little leeway. One thing I was wondering, so Slumdog Millionaire got Best Picture. Did he bring up the entire like cast of the slums of Mumbai or whatever on stage? The producers he... did. Because when, uh, what's the guy's name? I don't... Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, he won Best Director. He just went up there by himself and went off with his English accent or whatever he is, Scottish, Irish, I don't know. I love how people are saying, like, once that movie won Best Picture, it's like, oh, Bollywood's finally bridging the cultural divide. It's like... Right. No, you're not. It's a Western dude. movie, not a Bollywood. It's a movie. Western movie. It's not Bollywood. We're, Bollywood will never be popular here. I don't care. So, but when they won Best Picture, you know, that's when the producers come up. They brought up like every Indian person who was in the movie, which is basically like all of Bombay. <laughs> so they're all on the stage there, and I'm sure some of them are big time actors over there, but some of them were just. Like this actual slum kids. I think there's it's like a lot the, of... the two kids that played the I don't know the what five year old version of uh, the main character. Yeah, which 
those are main characters of the movie. They're in the movie a, a shitload. I mean, they're in it for like half of it, right? At least yeah, a third. At least the, yeah, at least the first third. What did but, those? Did they pay those kids like what you would pay a say a Macaulay Culkin <laughs> or a uh, you know Kirsten well, Dunst back when she was young and cute, not a fucking hatchet faced bitch? So these two kids. Uh, Azura, Rudin Ismail, and Rubina Ali were actually handpicked by the producers of Slumdog Millionaire for their parts in the movie. For being especially slovenly. <laughs> they, they just lived all their lives in this Mumbai slum. And I find it kind of humorous that these the producers are just kind of walking through being like, yeah, that one, look how pathetic that one is. That one's well, so pathetic. Yeah, pathetic and cute. I mean, it's not like... And cute, It doesn't yeah. have a hair lip or something. <laughs> but I no mean, seriously, dude, what did they pay him? Like a total of three bucks a piece? Oh, like 17 million rupees. Yeah, which is like three bucks. <laughs> and dude, I mean, think how many Slurpees you could buy for three bucks in Mumbai. So they were in... They were the, in the slums of Mumbai. Well, what I was going to say is these two kids were like major parts of the... Oscar-winning movie of the year. Yeah. And they aren't, like, independently wealthy now? Well, that's what's funny is I read a story just recently that... Uh, so, you know, Sunday night they're in Hollywood. They're, they flew them out to L.A. First time they'd ever been on a plane. You know, um, and, uh, yeah, they're in... You know, that was Sunday night. By Thursday, they're back sleeping at home in Mumbai, India. Uh, Rubina, the girl, sleeps with her parents and siblings in a tiny shack beside an open drain. I guess they, uh, the other kid sleeps under a plastic sheet in a shanty town beside a railway track. So you'd think like these two kids that were in such a celebrated movie, yeah, you they know, made shitloads <laughs> of money, a lot of money internationally. I mean, it wasn't like the top box office movie, but it's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why aren't these kids sleeping in like the penthouse of the Mumbai Hilton? Well, I guess the mother said that there are rumors that the government may provide her family with a house. What, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> you, you, you think the, the, the producers the that Sony Pictures millions. Classics or whatever, whoever produced this movie, should be like you know pulling these kids and their families out of Dude, poverty? A fifth of what Danny Boyle made off this movie would take care of these kids and their like generations to come. A fifth? A twentieth? <laughs> No, I don't know. I guess you they, can live like a king for probably like fifteen years on like fifty grand over there. For sure, and they, I guess the film's producers enrolled these kids in school and set up a trust fund oh, to ensure their welfare. You go, you go to school, study hard, and maybe you can make a movie when you get older, and you can take advantage of some <laughs> fucking poor people. It, I just find it kind of funny though that uh, yeah, within three days or from like you know. The, the pinnacle of Hollywood. Here's Hollywood. Like, Here's some celebrities. Go Back sleep to the in slums. the sewer. <laughs> there you go. Do you think they, like, how, uh, is there a boot print in their ass as they were, like, <laughs> fucking kicked out of the cab? I do wonder, you know, I'm going to have to try to, like, do some research, find out how much those kids pay, were paid. Like, the extras in the movie. You should. That would be interesting. I think the day they give Oscars to porn movies, that is when I'll start watching it again. Well, they do. They don't, don't they have their own... Oscar Yeah, but they don't have the Oscars. For best, I mean, <laughs> best blowjob. <laughs> and uh, this is my segue here into uh, talking about, I don't know if you heard about this, but this has got to be one of the most far-fetched ideas for a porn movie I've heard in a long time. And if this movie does come to fruition, I'm hoping it does win an Oscar. Because in my <laughs> mind, I'd give it one. So, 
you know the probably the most reviled person in the country right now. The we've been reluctant to talk about her. Yeah, we we haven't brought it up because like three it's weeks. well because it's so saturated throughout the media. But who I'm referring to is the octopussy, the uh, the mother of the octuplets. Yeah, and uh, California Nadia Suleiman, who was uh, yeah squeezed out eight additional kids to the six she already had. Right. Um, so the tally is 14, 14 for the math kids. challenged out there. And uh, how many can she actually feed? None of them because she's unemployed. Yeah, that's so true. So I think that's part of the reason everyone hates her. But what's funny about this woman is I just read an article today that Vivid Videos, Vivid Entertainment, has made an offer to Nadia Suleiman. To, um, they offered her a million dollars plus a year of health insurance in exchange for her doing a porno film for them. Which cracks me up. I mean, are they going to wait till like her, you know, she gets her body back into like some type she of fighting this, shape again, or what? the stitches removed from that huge cesarean <laughs> that she had? I don't, well, you know, know, I don't know. We know, we know by looking at her that she's like a plastic surgery junkie. Which I also don't understand. Somebody, how somebody who's unemployed is getting all this plastic surgery. She looks like some kind of creature. I mean, she like the creature, the, the like a that sea st- creature. She or has something. that standard face where sort of everybody who has that much plastic surgery they all start to look alike yeah where it's like it's there they're, there's so much botox so the, yeah and the there's super so much silicone, straight nose the, the huge straight, lips it looks like a little bit weird yeah the huge lips and the like uh sort of maybe uh increased cheekbones yeah but it's also the lack of any kind of facial expression right that's no the bo- wrinkles that's the botox. yeah yeah so um the Vivid co-chairman here Stephen Hurst says Nadia obviously needs income to ensure that her children are secure so we're offering her up to a million dollars to act in one movie. And one year of health insurance. <laughs> Just one year for the for, kids. For Eight kids. Not the, not the other six. Nah, <laughs> fuck the other six, dude. Themselves. Who cares about them? Jesus. They want Suleiman, uh, who gave birth to octuplets just in January, so like a month ago, to have sex in eight different scenes with eight different men. Yeah. The I mean, number... What, how else would you do it? I mean, yeah, well, they said <laughs> the, num- the number eight is obviously heavily associated with her, so we'd like to work with that, um, said Stephen Hirsch. <laughs> the um, writers over at Vivid are just really <laughs> earning their salary. Yeah, Harvard educated. But we would really love just to sit down and talk with her and come up with something she feels comfortable with. We want her to be involved with the whole thing from the plot line to the packaging. Well, I mean, she's going to have to do anal, right? Because her vagina is just... <laughs> Dude, I was it's just like the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I was I was about to say like could you imagine what her vag must look like? It's like the I Holland mean, Tunnel. <laughs> dude, I'm just picturing this hamburger helper nightmare. Just like I mean seriously, dude, like lasagna hanging down bubblegum explosion. Yeah. I mean it's it's Well, you know all these babies came out by C-section, right? Yeah, so I guess there would be that huge gash or something. But did you see the picture of her like wearing her panties with I mean just this enormous abdomen? It looks I mean, it like a like, Photoshop. We, it, she, she looked Photoshop, like, but she looked like she was like in... like a photo float, Macy's Day Parade <laughs> float. <laughs> but she looked like a, like like one of the creatures in Alien or something, with yeah. like the, the, the monster inside of her. I mean, it was just disgusting. Or but, one of those kids, and I never remember the name of this disease, but what the Ethiopian kids, where they get the distended stomach. Oh, yeah, where they're like that. I have that tattooed on my wrist, so I'll remember it, but it's a funny name. I find it funny that this Hirsch guy is preying on her. He says she's struggling financially, and this is a woman who wants to provide for her kids. We've had many single mothers work with us over the years, <laughs> and their income from Vivid has been very important to them. You know, we would schedule production so the movie could be shot in less than one week. Now, this movie. It's a lot of fucking for one week. 
What, eight times? Uh, d- eight, <laughs> eight different scenes with eight different dudes in one week. I don't think they do multiple takes in porn. I don't I mean, know. Maybe but, a couple, but not like... You know. Well, she's no stranger to a lot of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I mean, seriously, it's like... I can't, I, That's you know. an actually interesting question, though. Because these were in vitro fertilization children. Like, how much real sex has she had? She's the she's the type of woman who might be totally frigid to, like, the touch of a man. Well, you know, actually, that brings up an interesting point. I was wondering about that. So the first six kids, but how old are they? Like, when were they born? Like, when did she have the first six? I've seen pictures of them, and they, they've got to be, like, between two and eight, maybe. So two and eight. So, like, eight years ago, she gave birth. Now, were they all born at once? Like, was it a sextuplet? No, I think it's, like, maybe three singles and a twin and then another one or maybe two sets of twins and a couple. They, they seem to range in ages quite a bit. Now, is it, like, just one father that just, I mean, is it's all his baby batter? Or is it just, like, you know, there's, like, you know, six different fathers that just kind of come around. It's like, yeah, my cum dumpster. Uh, I think there's a little bit of controversy. I, I've heard both. I've heard that they were the same father and different fathers, but they all look all the existing the ones that are you know not fucking premature and still in the hospital. They look alike, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, now, so but they're it? all in vitro. Every single one was in vitro fertilization. She so, never was married, and uh, she's never conceived like biologically conceived a child. No, it's all been in vitro fertilization. So now, what leads me to the next point is. Why? Why does this woman who's unemployed, 33 years old, lives with her mother, uh, she's on, I mean, she's on welfare. Why does she need to do in in vitro fertilization to have eight more fucking kids? Well, she's deranged. (laughs) I mean, she she, seriously is completely, well, I mean, what is it? Does she want to be famous? I mean, does she want to be like, what's that family, that family of Mormons, the Duggars? The Duggars. Does she want to be the Duggars? I mean, does she think she's going to have a reality show, a book, a movie, a documentary or something? Oh, clearly. Well, I mean... She's, okay, here's the thing. She's not rational, right? <laughs> but even somebody who's not rational has ideas and motives. So her motives are all fucking mixed up. I think she sees the Duggars. She sees John and Kate plus eight. I don't know if you've seen that. John and Kate plus eight. What's that? Another That's reality a, show? It's another reality show with a, an Asian guy and a white woman, Caucasian woman, who had they had twins and then they had sex tuplets. But they seem to like you know provide for their kids and they have like a big support structure of family that like I, I don't think they're on assistance. How many kind of, kids do they have? Well, eight. John and Kate plus eight. Oh, so they just okay. They just have eight kids. <laughs> just eight, not fourteen. But what what does he do for? I mean, does he have a real job for? for yeah, living? he has a job, and, and they may, and and to be frank, they make money off the show. I mean, well, they're probably paid. Was it Discovery A and E or something? It's one of those channels. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, this woman. So she thought that was going to happen to her. But she, but but at the same time, she's obsessed with Angelina Jolie. That's her plastic surgery is geared to making her look like Angelina Jolie. And I heard that uh, I read somewhere that she'd been like sending you know letters to her sort of you know male stalking, M A I L stalking Angelina Jolie. <laughs> but I mean the 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 contrast here is Angelina Jolie could have twenty kids. I mean she can go and adopt. 15 kids from Africa and then have six of her own. It's fine. I mean, she can afford to pay for it. We, the Californians here, the state, are paying for this woman's, the care of her kids. Well, this is is why it's a delusional motive and not a rational motive. She doesn't understand that Angelina had two kids. Yeah. 
And then she adopted a bunch of other ones. And, you know, she's a, a, a big film star. Multi-million dollar in, actress. Well, she's an industry unto herself, as is her husband. I mean... <laughs> yeah, she's married to Brad Pitt. And then these other families that are on TV, you know, like the one family's Mormon, and all the Mormons take care of themselves, right, and each other. Well, yeah, and the um, Church of Latter-day Saints. And yeah, all that. and uh, even, the, like I said, this other John and Kate plus their eight children, uh, you know, they have a show, and, and he seems to have a job, and their family helps them out. She's unemployed. <laughs> well, before, before she had these, all these kids, she was unemployed. Yeah, and well, I you know, in her defense, I heard that she's been living off of a settlement, like a hundred and sixty five thousand dollars settlement she got for a back injury. Uh huh. And so that I think that's how she was able to pay for the in vitro, you know, fertilization in the first place. Right. But dude, I mean, the cost. I've read that the cost of delivery and neonatal care for the octuplets alone is over three million dollars. Yeah, the, she she got the money to have the procedure done to like get the ball rolling without any thought of like. How she's That's gonna the raise smallest these cost in the whole entire process of like these kids have to go from infancy to being eighteen at some point. Well, dude, you know it's like all I see is this like basically she's just giving more like higher ratings to cops because I mean think think about these kids, the future that these kids are gonna have. I, I they're all gonna be slow. No, dude, they gotta be retarded. I mean, look at the look at the woman they're coming out of. Even if even if they're genetically fine, I mean, they're going to be raised in this family of fourteen in poverty. They're going to be, you know, develop developmentally disabled is not the word, but there's got to be developmentally a, challenged. There's I mean, got to be a word for like you're fucked up because your developmental years were fucked up. That's not what developmentally disabled means, but there's a word for that. Just like you you get raised in a fucked up environment. You're going to be fucked You're up. You're never going to fully mature. That's why I'm saying, dude, she's giving birth to a whole brood of criminals. It's going to or be just, subject or, matter for cops for the next, like, <laughs> what? How many? 18 years? Probably some of them. I mean, the odds are some of them will be criminals. I mean, the odds are some of them will be gay. The odds are some <laughs> of them will have cancer. I mean, any disease or social, you know, social thing, the, you know, they're going to have some of it. So uh, I think some of them are just going to end up being like, you know, wards of the state, like they can't do anything for themselves. And that's precisely the reason that she's the most reviled public figure, I think, right now in the media is we don't want to support this woman. We don't want to no. pay for this woman. And you can't kill him now. You can't do the post-delivery abortion. Although, Unfortunately, know, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a pity. But so I'm wondering, like, what do you think she's going to do? Do you think she's going to do this porn? She's going to do a porn for Vivid and make a million dollars healthcare for a year? I don't think she is, actually. And because <laughs> because she's she does have – she's working with some publicist. She has uh, – you know, I, you've seen her – I showed you her website, yeah, which is it, very professionally done. Do a, do a search for that, people. NadiaSulemansFamily.com or something like that. Yeah. It's a ridiculous website. You can leave a comment, but you can't read other people's comments because yeah. you know it's just pure hate mail. Oh, venom. Oh, just pure venom over the internet. And then there's like a, what are they trying to fool? They have like all pictures of all eight of the, the infants. And then there's like a, a baby rainbow, bottle and a rainbow bottle. It's like, Some you know, she's bunny rabbits. Yeah, she's doing this like, I mean, God's providence or something. It, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. No, and you know, it's even funnier and her face. I mean, if she oh, was yeah, really, the picture of her, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. because she's the one who's a fucking fame hound, fame whore. I mean, 
if she really put up a website that was like, I need donations, I need help, you know, having pictures of the kids would be one thing, but. Well, you wonder though, I mean, she's on Dr. Phil and she, I know she did like an interview with like. Today Show. And the Today Show or something like that. And she's asking for donations. I'm thinking some, right now the publicist kind of has this uphill battle to change the perception that the public has of this woman. Which maybe they can. I mean, maybe they can appeal to single mothers out there and say, oh, you know, we're unifying the cause. I don't, I don't God know. God bless her for trying. Not, but, not the Octomom, but the publicist. Just like a Herculean task. Dude, I'm thinking she should do the freak show porno. I, I, you know, but the publicist won't let her because the publicist still has uh, the dollar signs in her eyes thinking like, if I could pull this off and turn her into America's sweetheart, it would be like... The publicist would never have to have another client. Yeah, but again. how many months do you give her till she's just like, this is just futile? That's 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 my closing point. Is vivid jumped in too soon? The, vivid jumped in. I'm too sure soon. they were trying to beat like Bob Guccione and Larry, and Larry Flint, Flint. But what they really should have done is wait like a year, or even six months, or even six months to where this woman's forgotten. I don't know if she'll be forgotten in six months. It's still going to be a lot of uh, yeah, but like, fury around this. But, but like John Wayne Bobbitt didn't do the porno till his dick was like basically healed. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it was I bent. Think I think it was like at a right angle. Was doctor's it? orders? <laughs> don't use this dick that I just sewed back on your body for at least six months. But uh, what's her name? Amy Fisher. Uh, you know the the woman that shot um, that dude. Uh, didn't he shoot some Lorena guys? Bobbitt? Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry, no, 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 not no, Lorena. No. No, Amy Fisher Butta shot Brother Foucault's wife. Yeah. She just did a porn. That was like years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what what I th- I think there's uh yeah you know I think there's credence to what you're saying is I think Vivid should have waited you know almost a year. They can and then come went up back, to her. but uh, but right. But, but the, at that point, five hundred grand. At that point, five hundred grand, and right now the publicist is is vilifying Vivid when she talks to Nadia. Right. Yeah. So in so her mind now she's... now that they they blew their load prematurely when they come back they're gonna have a bigger job ahead of them trying to convince her that like it's a good idea because they're gonna have to like re-brainwash her or, or reverse brainwash her from the brainwashing that the publicist is doing right now saying like oh you don't you shouldn't do porn it's not the good idea but i think you know a few months down the line won't i be think the publicist is gonna be, be like hard. yeah i think you should do the porn I, no, th- I really no, think he should. Here's, here's the thing. Vivid should go to this woman when the publicist has dropped her. <laughs> That's then, when you swoop in. And then go in half the price, and you get the eight dudes to have, se- to have sex with her. Right. I do think she's frigid, though. You know, dude, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it. I'd probably rather see Amy Winehouse in a porno than this you know, aberration of humanity. Amy Winehouse was super hot at one point, and I think she's getting hot again now that she's been off the drugs. I beg to differ, dude. I, yeah, someone posted some pictures of her naked on the forum or topless on the forum. Yeah, and I wasn't dude, disgust- she still I wasn't disgusted. I wasn't disgusted. Like a crackhead. Yeah, because she's thin, but she's not crackhead thin anymore. I know the pictures you're talking about. I imagine it'd probably be a huge market for the octuplet octopussy porn. Yeah, tons of people. They would should buy call it, it octopussy. And do you think that Vivid like? It's kind of chintzing her with the million dollars. The million dollars. One year of healthcare. They're going to make, what, a hundred million off the thing if you did it? At you least. know, I'm, yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably make at least a hundred million. And that's, probably, but, but that's then, probably revenue, not, I mean, or, or profit, not just revenue. But then she gets the books, and I'm sure she'd get a percentage of the, I mean, she, I'm sure she has a manager and all that. I don't know. You, you know, <laughs> the, the, the point I want to make here is, ladies, the vagina is not a clown car. Have one or two. You don't need eight.
That's three all I have to fun. say about it. Three, three is fine. Four pushing it. <laughs> Actually, but, if you if you're gonna support them, I could I fucking couldn't care less. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel you, who who did, why do you care? Once the you Duggars, get, I don't have any problem with that. Dude, Squeeze feel, out some more. I feel sorry for Jim Duggar. I have sympathy for Jim Duggar. He's got to fuck that loose hanging labia. Do you honestly think he isn't the the mastermind behind that plan to have fucking fourteen kids or seventeen or eighteen or whatever they have? You think it's the wife who wants it? I think it's no. the church who wants it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's brainwashed by the church. They think that that's the way to go. The point is, dude, vagina's not a clown car. Every, that's all I gotta say. Here's my here's my parting point for every. American who's having no kids or uh, two kids and just thinking like, well, you know, I, I like to be good to Mother Earth and I don't want to burden her unduly. <laughs> you know, there's hundreds of thousands of families in Ethiopia and in India and Kenya and other, you know, backwater you countries adopt. that are having shitloads of kids and you deciding whatever you want to decide doesn't make a bit of difference. Yeah, I mean, I guess really in the end it doesn't. So, people, this is uh, episode 163 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Uh, if you recall, I did a story about the new tranny exercise regimen. Uh-huh. Uh, Wackley did a story about the Muslim American role model, a fine Muslim American role model. <laughs> And uh, listener Joe sent a story about the Manhattan Dragway race. Uh, Wackley, you tied the listener with 62 votes apiece. And uh, I came in number one with 106. Apparently, people. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, your story was kick ass. Yeah, apparently, people, um, you know, really uh, felt bad for the uh, the guy that died. I at told the hands you, it's like, it's like waterboarding, but worse. I mean, like being dragged through a pool by a tranny when Gasping you're really for old. Air. Yeah, and you're old and feeble. It's horrible. God, it, 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 it does sound vile. So I came in 106 votes, and uh, yeah, I won episode 162, and I'm enjoying my uh, MGD at the moment. Great. So, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackley and I uh, comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we throw in a wild card or listener submission, which you can submit through the forum or uh, right through sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, Wackley, I'm not sure who started last week, but uh, this week I kind of want to do a little uh, bit of a twist here. We received quite a number of listener submissions. Yeah. This is one of those weeks where I just can't be bothered to comb. Yeah, no combing. <laughs> let, let There's the no combing. Fucking comb. But you know what? This combing, we're just not doing it. Well, you the, know, let the minions comb. I'll comb every now and then. Like I, I comb almost every for day. For all But I, I comb every day. I'm always searching for that one, you know, sick and wrong article. But but you was, just you're you're casually combing. I'm casually combing. But then I, I check through the email and we like we have all these awesome li- listener submissions and I'm like you know what. Let's just pit the listeners against the listeners for this yeah, show. Yeah, people are doing serious industrial combing for us. Now, th- there's some like serious fucking combing going on here. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have uh, three listeners who really, really fucking combed the internet <laughs> and, uh, yeah, found some uh, good stories. So we're going to present three listener submissions here for episode 163. <laughs> Let me start off with uh, listener submission number one. This comes from uh, Major Tom. He says, hey, guys, still loving the show. That chimp attack audio was awesome. 
Here's my entry for the week. It's a little vigilante justice that's always grisly. Keep up the excellent show. Major Tom, out. Uh, He sent an article from um, Spain. Mother sets fire to her daughter's gloating rapist. You automatically know the guy deserves it. Gloating rapist. Gloating rapist is not something you ever want to be called. (laughs) Nah, it's horrible. A Spanish mother has taken revenge on the man who raped her 13-year-old daughter at knife point by dousing him in petrol and setting him alight. He ended up dying of his injuries in the hospital this past Friday. Antonio uh, Sariano, 69 years old, had been sent to jail for nine years for raping this girl. But he was let out just recently and How returned to his she? home. Nine? No, she was 13. Oh, he was in And nine he's years, 69. Sorry. Yeah, and he was... Uh, <laughs> he's 69. 69 years old. He raped her when he was 60 years old. Yeah, he was 60 years old when he raped this 13-year-old girl. <sighs> You'd think she could, like, get away. That guy's like a senior citizen. Uh, yeah, but she, you know, some of those old Spanish dudes are pretty tough motherfuckers. Yeah, the the, the Bosque people that uh, do all those crazy bombings. I'm thinking of that actor, uh, Antonio Banderas. No, that the, guy's a tough motherfucker, dude. The older dude. one. Who's the older one? Fuck. The other, uh, Pedro Almaldivar. No, no, the old one. <laughs> Sean Connery. Never mind. In Fuck the Highlander, it. when gonna, he played I'll, the Spanish guy. I'll write it in the description who I was thinking <laughs> of. So Antonio Sariano here um, was let out, and he returned to his hometown of uh, Benahuzar, which is uh, right near Costa Blanca in Spain. Uh-huh. Don't know where any of that shit is. But yeah, okay, go ahead. I, I imagine it's the South. While there, he passed the victim's mother in the street and allegedly taunted her about the attack. Now, how old is the mom, does it say? They don't say how old the mother is. Probably old, though, right? He is said to have not. called 13, out, yeah. he said to have called out, hey, how's your daughter doing? Why don't you um, send her to my house? And he was smi- laughing and smiling before heading into a crowded bar. Anthony Quinn. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. I didn't even know that guy was Spanish. He's a badass. And he, I think he he's is. Spanish. Yeah, he is a badass. Uh, shortly after, the woman walked into the bar, poured a bottle of petrol over Soriano, and lit a match. She watched as the flames engulfed him before casually walking out. <laughs> That's was slick. she doing a flamenco dance backwards out the door, snapping you, her fingers? Fuck you, motherfucker. It's almost straight out of like a Hollywood movie. It's like she went in there, doused the guy, flicked the match, and then just kind of watched and was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, see you later. I drank my sangria. Hombre. <laughs> Tanda vamos. Uh, the woman fled to Alicante where she was arrested the same evening. When she appeared in court the next day, she was cheered and clapped by a crowd who shouted, bravo, and well done. Yeah, vigilante justice. Everybody loves that. Yeah, I do. Soriano suffered 60% burns in the attack and was airlifted to a specialist unit. He survived for 11 days before succumbing to his injuries. Apparently, um, we have an eyewitness account here from uh, one of the bartenders who worked at the restaurant. He said the place was packed with people eating. He was sitting at a table... And uh, Soriano was standing at the bar very close to me when the woman walked in. She didn't acknowledge anyone, but just walked right up to Soriano, who was drinking coffee. She put her hand on his shoulder, turned him around to face her. Then she pulled the bottle she was carrying and began to tip it over him. At first, I didn't realize what was happening, but then I smelt the uh, petrol. I jumped up, tried to grab her, but when she struck a match, I got clear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the petrol's in a pool around him. And, Probably uh, he would have tried to do more, except the dude was relating his glorious rape stories rape to him <laughs> over his coffee. <laughs> hey, bartender, come here. Let me tell you when I raped this 13-year-old. And he was just like, you know, dude. I'm just going to let you burn. <laughs> I'm going to let you burn. The petrol was in a pool around Sariano. She threw the match into it. It ignited with a whoosh. He screamed and staggered about covered in flames. As people rushed outside to escape the fire, she just looked at him, turned around, and casually walked out of the bar. Apparently, customers uh, helped put out the fire with fire extinguishers and doused the man with water until paramedics arrived. <laughs> Imagine, dude, this has got to be really bad for business. I don't know. Don't you think it's like from now on, it's like, yeah, that's the bar the guy got set on fire. I mean, I would the, drink there. The convicted rapist <laughs> was set on fire who, you know, taunted the mother of the girl that was raped. Well, that's what's about. I don't know. I think that's, I would go there totally. Yeah, I think I, you know what they should almost name it? Like a Sariano shot. That involves a little Bacardi 151. You got to light it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it almost sounds like. rapist. <laughs> It's probably a better name than that. <laughs> some but. tequila in it or something. So, and the sick and wrong star scale is kind of a difficult story to, um, you know, rate necessarily because it's sick that a man was lit on fire in the middle of a public space like that, but is it wrong? It's cathartic. No, it's sick and right. It's sick and right. I would say on the sick and right scale, I'd give this a five star. That's what I'm going to give it. I, I like that he uh, survived for 11 days with just crusty skin in the hospital before he died. You know, I bet she wasn't laughing about raping that 13-year-old then. I bet she wasn't pleasant. No, I imagine. Yeah. No, I'm going to give sure, this... I'm, I'm hoping the nurse, nurse who inevitably had to catheterize him <laughs> was especially vicious. <laughs> I just picture the dude from, uh, what was that? Nightmare, not Nightmare from Elm Street. That's uh, Freddy Krueger, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have that in my mind. <laughs> Right next no, to the, Anthony the guy Quinn. from Hellraiser. I picture him to look like that. Pinhead? No, the dude that was the like other completely guy? stripped of flesh. Nobody knows the other dudes. It was oh, just Frank. Gnarly. Frank. Yeah, I, that name. That's I picture Frank. this guy to look a lot like Frank in the last well, few days of his life. Yeah, okay. Sure. You know, kind of charred. Burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Burnt to a crisp. <laughs> sure. Skin exposed. Yeah. So, you know, on the uh, second Wrong Star scale, I'm going to give this four stars. Uh, I'm going to give it five stars. You're going to give it five? For the 11 days of suffering. 11 Days of Pain. So what do you have here for uh, episode 163 there, Rapper? Rob sent this. He says, oh, yes. Hey, guys, check out this crazy cunt. This made me the cry. English la- love the term cunt, by the I, way. I love the term cunt. Yeah, same with about? me. I think. I, I, actually, I find it kind of sexy when a woman uses that word. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes you say things, and then I think other things in my head, and then it, you know, it just amuses me. It's not worth saying. <laughs> but were you flashbacking to the last time some like chick called you a cunt? No, I was thinking of like I don't know, like your grandma calling you a cunt. <laughs> D Simon, you're a cunt. That's funny. <laughs> to me, but it wasn't fun, worth saying. It's meta funny. Um, this made me cry laughing. Just to give you some idea of where Gloucester... He spells it differently than in the article. Gloucester is, if Wales was the pussy, or the cunt, Gloucester is no doubt the bum hole. Oh, so Inch away, is... mate. Inch away. So Gloucester's right next to Wales. That's like yes. the west side of the UK, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I no, I don't think so. 
Is okay, it? I have it's like no southwest, idea. Southwest. I always thought Wales was on the west side. I think it's the southwest. Dude, I don't even know where Idaho. We need is. to get a. Go- <laughs> I don't doing- even know where Idaho is. You know, and, th- and that's in this country. And right. You know, don't even let me try to like figure we out the really states of the UK. We should really think about investing in a globe. If we're gonna do international stories, we could just have a globe right here and pinpoint the shit. Just to consult. What? Then it's just to consult. If yeah, we just need to, to consult the globe. We'd spin it around and look at it. That's a pretty good idea. He says he's from Manchester. I don't know what that makes us. Naval, maybe the naval. Um, you've got me theorizing. Okay, time for a wank. Speak later. Love, Rob. I added the love part. He just says Rob. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> this this story comes from the bum hole. <laughs> the bum hole. Gloucester. Shannon. I cannot spell. I cannot pronounce any of the names of people or places in this story. So bear with me. Shannon Difala, age forty-two. Uh, who's of Bilbury, Bibbury Road, Gloucester. Um, he's pleaded not guilty to four charges of contaminating goods and two of damaging property. The court heard he visited the Air Balloon Pub near the village of Birdlip. Birdlip. <laughs> that I can pronounce. That's, a, that's an actual town there? Yeah, I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Birdlip. I love how in uh, in the UK, they don't even have cities. It's just the village. Yeah, it's village. Well, within a city, there'll be villages. I think it's the city of Gloucester, and Birdlip is like it's a It's just na- from the village? Well, it's like a neighborhood. Or a like, suburb? I think it's like we're in San Francisco, but we're in the Tenderloin. Yeah, but a village implies that there's like a blacksmith, and it's a co- there's cottages, you I'm know? I'm sure there was at one point. <laughs> <laughs> there probably still is <laughs> the bird lip blacksmith <laughs> i what i like is that there's a place called the air balloon pub and you know that's a pub with a there's a sign hanging outside with no words on it like no text there's just a picture of an air balloon an air that's balloon, why they yeah. call it the air balloon pub. and it's probably all faded and like some of the paints peeled away yeah yeah a little bit of vomit up there who knows how it got that high up in the air but somebody spewed one night cheerio i'm going to the air <laughs> balloon for a pint uh, it sounds that, so English. That gay bar? <laughs> no, the straight air balloon pub. Uh, well, he visited this pub, the air balloon, uh, on the 14th of May, 2008, where police were called after he asked a barmaid how much it would cost to rape her. Wait, so he so he goes to the air balloon, yeah. asks the waitress, busts out the pickup line, how much would it cost me to rape you? Dude, once again... I love the English and their sense of propriety. Well, this guy... I mean, because in America, I, dude, we don't ask how much it costs to rape you. We just rape. Can I remind you this guy's name? Sanun Daifala. Okay, so this dude's like... I think he's like, ethnically English. Okay, so this guy's probably like Arabic or something. I, I would think he's Arabic. He could be English-born, but I'm pretty sure he's probably Arabic. But at the same time, he's lived in the, the UK long enough to have that sense of decorum. It's like, you know what? Pardon me, love. I'd like to rape you. I just want to know how much I have to pay for it. I've got 12 shillings and 18 (laughs) pence. And uh, they they have like 10 different ways to talk about that. A quid, a couple quids. I got eight quid right here (laughs) so I can rape you. Do you know any of that shit? Because your dad's English? You know what that means? I have no idea. It's a fucking quid, a shilling, a pence, I think a a quid's a pound. I think a shilling. I don't know what a shilling is. (laughs) Okay, one more question about this specific sentence. Is your brother a barmaid? 
Yeah, I wonder what my brother would be. If he, <laughs> okay. you're, I, I think my brother might be a barmaid. Let me move on because we've got a lot to get through here. When officers arrived, uh, this uh, Mr. Daifala was no longer there, but he had left a trail of stench behind him. Which, I, what does that mean? He farted or what? I, I don't know. Is he but pig pen? I, I don't understand this. The prosecutor in the case say that this was his little calling card because he did not like the way he'd been treated, which I, I assume the barmaid told him to fuck off when... Uh, you know, he asked her how much it would be to Which rape. is a justifiable response to a question right. like that. Right. It it you can't you can't afford it, mate. That's that's kind of what it means. Or yeah. He then moved the on, but the, it wasn't over because he then moved on to Waterstone's bookstore in Surincester, C I R E N C E S T R, Churnchester, Churnchester. Is this another village? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Where does alleged sprayed the substance from a spray container? All over a toilet in the coffee shop. In total, seven hundred six books were con- contaminated. So, so, so we. What was he spraying? I think it's a mixture. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Let's leave that to the end. All right. Okay. Let's leave right, that question right. to the end. Uh, that wasn't the end of this. So uh, he uh, on sixteenth of May, which is two days later, Mister Daifal is said to have visited Tesco in Quedgley. Not even going to spell that. Uh, where he was found in the frozen food aisle, and uh, somebody, a customer, saw him reach into his bag and produce a jet of fluid, which smelled like urine over the frozen chips. <laughs> so I was thinking more poo smell, but this is now something that smells like urine. I mean, but, maybe I mean, he mixes I don't it understand. Up. So does he have like a little like a nozzle in there, some kind of uh, like a you know like a Windex bottle, Windex I mean, bottle? Yeah. Or I'm just, thinking, uh, you know, one of those antique style perfume bottles, just or spraying out a mist of urine and or poo. one of those bug spray things you see in like the Looney Tunes, you know, with one a big more pump question. on the back. Okay, yeah, with like the bug super spray soaker, and, uh, a super soaker. I could see that working. But one question here: when you when the English say chips are they referring to french fries or potato chips frozen french fries frozen maybe french fries. tater tots tater tots i don't think they have something. tater tots over there yeah i don't know if that's it's like a shredded thing. little potato ball okay so this I, is I probably, love them they have them here they're great this but. is like frozen french fries frozen this french man fries. is spraying with his own urine. which suck i don't know if you ever tried to make them recently but they never turn out very good in the oven yeah, I mean, I mean, I wonder if the urine... You're not and, a big French fry eater. Yeah, right? I don't eat that many French fries. Yeah, it ruins your figure. Uh, well, he didn't Forever stop... Forever on the hips. He, he, didn't, he didn't stop there. He moved from the frozen chips to the uh, wine section where not now not a customer, but a member of staff saw a fine vapor. So he moved on from fluids to a vapor, or for, from a jet to a vapor, come out of his bag and onto the wine. So I think we are talking about a Windex bottle. Where you know you can twist the nozzle back and forth for jet and spray. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? Okay, here? so he was spraying the chips, but then as soon as he got over to the wine aisle, it was just like a he twisted vapor. it and then did the the mist the mist setting the mist of urine. So that went all over the wine. Uh, they had to close the store for two days to clean it up. He is then alleged to have driven to Morrison's on, in Abbeydale, which I guess is another department store grocery store, where he again went to the wine section and. Uh, you know, repeated it. The customer, or no, sorry, employee again, uh, said that Mr. Daifala absolutely stunk. I don't think it's his person. It's just well, I mean, he has it's a this bag, bottle. Just, it's this bag of sh- of know, like shit spray, shit spray that he has in his bag. Um, the the employee said that he had to stop himself from gagging because of the strong smell of ammonia and urine. So it's not shit. 
At least no, on the second it's, day. It's, on the sixteenth, it was a it was a pee concoction. The other day, though, I think it was maybe a poo concoction. Although I don't know. He probably uses the same thing. What's interesting that. to me is like I wonder if this guy, you know, obviously he must save up his urine at home. It's stockpiled in probably jars or something. It's not very hard. I mean, I I pee quite a bit. I could fill, you know, a gallon milk jug but every urine, day, right? But but what I'm saying is urine's harmless. Like why wasn't he using fecal matter or cum or something? Like don't I mean, you think that would be would you, would you let me pee in your face right now? <laughs> what do you mean urine is no, harmless? I'm, I'm thinking disgusting. overall but okay, yeah, but what would you rather? Let's say okay, you're going to go buy a bottle of wine, would you and you had no cum choice. Pusseria. <laughs> would you rather buy one coated in pee or one coated in this man's cum? I would just go home without the purchase <laughs> and just teetotal that I would night. Go okay? buy a Stella instead. <laughs> what, what fucking store am I at? <laughs> no, but so this guy's like kind of an arch villain. He's Mr. Excreta. Yeah, I don't, you're right. You're right, though. P is a... You can't get, like, E. coli from P. Or Hep C or something. I think no. it's... No. is actually... I mean, don't people in India drink urine for, like, its health properties? I think that's what they Didn't call... did Gandhi drink his own urine? That, that's how they made a lemon Slurpee. <laughs> so I never get lemon. I always get uh, the cola flavor. Oh, wait. <laughs> so I wonder how you try this guy. Like, what, what do you... Did they confiscate the bottle of the, the piss bottle? The spray bottle? The trial continues is all. That's the end of the article is the trial continues. I, I don't know. I mean, I, they, they have all this witness. They've got like seven witnesses here that saw him doing this. So so I guess, yeah. I think he's going preponderance down. He's, of in, evidence. he's in for like, it's the UK. Yeah, so, so probably UK two weeks. Well, I was going to say like two days of community <laughs> service, but, you know, cleaning so the, out urinals or something. On the uh, sick and wrong brown star scale here, I mean, he was spraying feces and urine at one point. Or is it mostly just urine? I think it's mostly urine. So I'm going to give it four yellow stars, but only two brown stars. Yeah. The, on the off chance that there was some poo in there. Yeah, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this four stars as well. Because I mean, it's just you got to give this. It's guy, disgusting. I mean, you know, I don't want to buy the wine with urine on it either. But you got to give this guy a couple, you know, an extra point for creativity. It's like you know, this dude actually took the time to collect his urine into a bottle and walk around and spray food with it. I think it's. Well, and let's not forget. Three of these witnesses, I think probably every witness that's in the article, said that he just smelled horrible. So this is like, this isn't like you've been drinking beer all night and just now you're pissing water. This is like disgusting, yellow, thick urine that that's been sitting on a, you know, in the sun all day long. Exactly. I mean, in this guy's bag. You know, you think about it. Had that woman consented to have sex with him? Or, you know, whatever was paid for it. Saved everybody a lot of grief. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wonder if, like, sometimes women should take one for the team every now and then. And Maybe. Go have uh, sex with an ugly man. Uh, just ladies, to... you should think about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I bet you there would be less serial killers in this world. Yeah, Charles Manson, if you got laid a couple times. Well, yeah. I don't know. Charles Manson. <laughs> no, but like. Uh, you had tons of ladies willing to blow. Uh, you know, uh, well, no, I guess Bundy was kind of. But, uh, <laughs> Bundy <laughs> was kind of. holds no water. <laughs> the the son of Sam. <laughs> Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. I'd be a lot happier if well, you know I was given free sex all the time. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you'd be less disgruntled, less likely to collect your urine into a bottle and go spray it on food in a department store. True. So uh, the third listener submission here comes from a guy named Boy Emes. Boy Emes. Boy I think it's I-Mace. Boy Emes. <laughs> Boy Emes. Boy Emes. Once again, another English thing here. I don't think it's a guy. I think it's a girl. Okay, a girl named Boy Miss. Boy, I'm ace. Boy, I'm ace. I am ace. I'm ace. I'm okay. ace. A one. 
All right. And this was from, uh, I guess, he or she lives in Beverly, East Yorkshire, uh, which is the home of the self-dentistry story from a week or so ago. Uh, she mentions one thing you didn't mention, that the guy was only in his 40s, the dude that was ripping his teeth out. He I looked we like thrown by the picture. Or yeah, he so looked like an old age like pensioner in that. Yeah. yeah, he looked like an old man. So Boyamace, whether it's a he or she, sends in this story here from uh, Eastern Europe. Says, now then, Dean Lance, here's my first listener's submission. Short and sweet, so to speak. A knife-wielding, knife-wielding muggers castrated a man after he refused to give them 50 pounds to buy drugs. Hmm. Horrified victim, Karalj Pasansky, was pinned to the ground by two gangsters, while a third expertly sliced off his testicles with a scalpel. <laughs> the bloodied 43-year-old staggered for a mile to the nearest hospital in Sabatica, Serbia, clutching yeah. his severed genitals in his hand. So like a Serbian barbershop? <laughs> is that what a Serbian hospital is? A veterinarian? Yeah. No, I imagine. Could you imagine, though, the dude's just walking? I wonder if that's like a common sight, dude just kind of walking, holding his nuts. Or some kind of nuts, like cow nuts or whatever, you know? <laughs> In Serbia, Bull nuts. it's probably more common than it would be here. Yeah, I imagine like, I mean, it seems like, I always picture Serbia to be like Borat's village, you know? I used to live and work with a bunch of Serbians in Massachusetts. There's a big Serbian population there. And uh, maybe, I mean, you're probably getting the cream of the crop when you're talking about the people who have like Well, the people that moved over here, here, yeah. But they were more like disco. Well, one of them, one of them I liked a lot, actually. And he was normal. But the other ones that I didn't like so much, they're like Euro trash disco fun boys. So, so they're like those dudes with the gelled back hair and the orange faces from yeah, all the yeah. tanning washing. Yeah, yeah, and like a, like a V-neck white sweater with a big gold chain around their neck. Like, yeah, let's go clubbing. In bad skin and like, oh, yeah, we love New York City. We go to New-. And I, this was in Massachusetts. And every weekend they would drive to New York City to like go stand behind some velvet rope to wait to get into a club and like talk to some chick who but immediately dude, blew them off and then they would drive back. Yeah, but you know what, though? Like in their own country... They get hot chicks. Oh hot, yeah, beautiful model, hot Eastern European chicks. This go dude, for those this dudes. dude that I live with, had Serbian chicks come over all the time, and they were gorgeous. I mean, not they, like Hollywood gorgeous, but like tall, skinny Eastern European gorgeous. Dude, they're always like no, seriously, they would never talk to me. They, they would yeah, never no, talk but to I mean, me. they're always like you know this five eleven blonde, beautiful figure and just fucked up teeth. I like fucked up teeth, though. Yeah. These so chicks would never talk to me, though, because I wouldn't take them to the clubs in New York City. It's and like, wear, my... like, fake tanning lotion. Yeah, exactly. So surgeons managed to save Posansky's life here, but they couldn't replace his testicles. Yeah. And, you know, if you think Life's about it, not dude, worth living. Yeah, but, dude, could you think about it? It's like, you know what? Your testicles are worth more than 50 pounds. I would have been like, here, dude, uh, you got a scalpel and you look like you could use it. Just take the 50 pounds and I'm going to keep my balls. Right. Okay, I'm going to go this right. way. Let's say you're with the guy, though, as a bi- just his friend walking along. Would you give him the whole, I told you so <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> now look at you. Now look what happened, dude. You're neutered. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's uh, what's really- that worth to you? No like, nuts. Exactly. I told you. Next time you listen. <laughs> So the cops say it was a very neat job with two small incisions. The attacker clearly had some sort of experience or training, possibly from castrating animals. Yeah. They should really pay the surgeons more money if they don't have to resort to a life of crime. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's. I wonder if this guy was one of the former surgeons. You know, it's like that whole area of Europe is just shady. Lawless. It's lawless. It's shady. It's like, you know, they, it always makes me think of that movie Hostel, which I don't think is all that far-fetched. I don't think that's, you know, I, I think that's kind of a reality out there. I, I think even more so it's correct because I think if you're in the big cities, like what, what's the big city in Serbia? Sarajevo? No, I don't know, Prague? Prague. Yeah, what, no. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fucking Eastern Europe. I think if you stay in the big cities, where like the people that I knew were from, like Vienna, or that's Austria. Yeah, <laughs> just okay. stop. Don't try. <laughs> I don't this know. This is why we need the worker globe. and parasite. <laughs> next next week, I'm bringing the globe. But uh, I think you're fine. But I think once you sort of either get into a bad area of the big city, or you get out of town, and next thing you know, you wake up, your liver's gone, and uh, you're Balls were removed. Well, just think about how long, like, genocide was going on before the world knew about it in, like, the more rural areas of those, that, those yeah, countries. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Like, shit goes down. But, I mean... And you'll never be found. The reason, the reason I don't feel as much sympathy for Posansky here... It does suck that he doesn't have testicles anymore. But the reason I don't feel that much sympathy is, like, if someone... If I was mugged, and I've been mugged before. I got mugged in uh, Chicago, I remember, in the... In the the dude had a knife there in it, so it's like, yeah, dude, here, I, I have probably 15 bucks in my wallet. You yeah. can have it. Yeah, it's fine just with don't me, carry dude. much cash, and you're fine. I don't want to get cut. Unless you're in Mexico where they make you go to every ATM machine with yeah. your car, <laughs> and they totally drain you Before drunk. they cut your hands off. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, this guy, it's like, okay, you're probably acting like a big, tough Serbian dude with your gel back hair and uh, your <laughs> V-neck sweater. It's like, you know what? Now you have no balls. Yeah, How do you feel not now? Not very tough anymore. Not very tough. So on the sick and wrong star scale... It sucks that um, not only did they end up taking this man's money, they also cut his nuts off. But the fact that he had to walk with the balls in his hand. And the surgical removal. I mean, I can see being like stabbed in the groin, which that sounds pretty horrible now that I say it out loud. But castrated like a goat? Yeah, with like two swift swipes of the exact, of the razor sharp scalpel. scalpel. It's pretty nasty. I'm going to give this a 4.5. Did they put the nuts into his hand? Where they, they like here cut you it go, off, and uh, they're just like, "Yeah, sorry, dude, no more balls for you." And did no they balls ta- now. Did they take his wallet as he was like? On they his don't knees go into in detail the position. I'm sure they, they did. They, yeah, I'm willing to speculate that these, you know, Serbian gangsters um, probably did that. If they're willing to cut his nuts off, they're probably willing to steal his money. I hate nut wounding stories, so I'm going <laughs> to give this a five. Uh, people, go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 163. Lance, you can uh, listen up real sharp. Here it comes. You ready? Here it comes. Fuck you! Lick my balls! Wackily, this is uh, practically the end of the show, and uh, we need to wrap things up here. We got a number of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, you can call the hotline at 206-666-3846. Remember, you need to be drunk or you need to be high. Unless you're working. Because a lot of people call us when they're like driving trucks, and we don't want you... Driving your truck, drunk or high. Uh, you can also oh, Skype us. Yeah. <laughs> Just speed's fine. Uh, you could uh, Skype us at Sigrong Podcast or email Sigrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. I know we got a number of phone calls, so why don't we play here? Call number one. Hey, Sigrong. It's Jeff the Pizza Guy. I know a little something about that monkey, that poor woman's face off. Uh, she always took him on a little car ride, so. The monkey would grab the car keys and run towards the car and signal that, you know, he wanted to go for a car ride. So this little monkey grabs the goddamn keys, runs out there. Her friend pulls up with a, a little doll toy for the monkey holding it in front of her face. 
with a different hairdo. She got her hair changed, I guess. But this ape freaks out, charges her, tears her face off, rips her arm off by the forearm. And then uh, I guess this lady locks herself in her car, but the goddamn ape still has the keys. So, yeah. Try figuring that one out, you know? What do you do in that situation? What can you do, you know? You heard it on that call. What do you think the car smelled like? Monkey shit. So I wonder if uh, Jeff the Pizza Guy has ever encountered any monkey situations delivering pizzas, you know? Like, shows up at the house, there's a chimpanzee, you know, trained to pick up the pizza and give you money. Well, that's why you what, thats why you never take the banana topping delivery. <laughs> like, no, no, this goes to the new guy. There's a, there's a chimpanzee that might rip my face off over there. Now nah, it's going to go to the new guy. I'd like a pizza but, with banana and peanuts. <laughs> I did read, though, that the, yeah, she used to take this monkey for car rides all the time, uh-huh. and so he would just pick up the keys and just kind of hang out outside or open up the car door and go sit in the passenger seat. Would she take him to, like, fast food? Was that why he, I mean, why did this monkey like going in the car so much? Well, you know, I read, though, uh, it, it was ridiculous at the, I would say, the closest, the intimacy of the relationship that this woman had with this monkey. I mean, I, I'd almost, it's conjecture here, but I'd almost say... She was getting bummed by this monkey. <laughs> I think there was some bumming, monkey bumming going on. Or vagged. Some, some type Oral of sexual pleasure. relationship was going on with this monkey. I heard that it did her hair. I heard she slept with it. I, I heard she slept with it after feeding it uh, fish and chips, ice cream, and wine. Wine. See, she was whining <laughs> and dining the monkey. That always makes me extra randy. It, it makes me a bit randy, too. I mean, th- think about it, dude. And, and plus, this woman had uh, lived by herself for so long. She was a widow. It's not even in question. She was fucking that monkey. She was Let's definitely fucking Let's the monkey. Thank you, monkey. Jeff the Pizza Guy, for confirming that. <laughs> okay, next. I just want to say that's pretty harsh, dogging the iPhones, seeing that most of your people, your listeners, uh, are on iTunes, so, you know, I can call you and listen to you at the same time on my iPhone. I love it. Don't be mad. Don't hate the iPhone. Embrace it. All right, I'm sorry, Polly Shore. <laughs> that sound like Polly Shore? It's like, dude, don't dog the iPhones, bro. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I was getting this like I bet you that guy is Californian. I've been in California too long. I just I talk like it. When I go back and visit You don't my have friend, that surfer, you know, uh, Oh yes I do tone to your friend. voice. No, when I go back and visit our old friends from the Midwest, they make fun of me to no end. You're just like, What's up? Bro? I don't say because I don't say like no end, I say no end. No, no. end. You know, I wonder I if I make fun I do. of it to no end, bro. Yeah. I, I, I still You've want, got it too. That's why you can't hear it. Yeah, I must. I must not be able to pay attention. But you know, uh, we were dogging the iPhones in the last show. I think we we said something along the lines <laughs> of there was a dude that in in New York that was walking around talking to his iPhone. He got nailed by the car and he got dragged around 
the Manhattan Drag Race. And he's deserved it, it because he's on an because iPhone. Because he was on an iPhone. You know, that, that is a bit harsh. It's and I, a lot of my friends have iPhones. My brother has Even an iPhone. Even for us, that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I feel really bad. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't, I don't know how we're ever going to make it I up to the audience. I don't want to iPhone user. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, this is an official sick and wrong mea culpa. All right. The but real that, reason, though, to say we're sorry is because you know in two years you're going to have one. And I'll have one, too. As soon as they let you watch porn videos, as soon as RedTube is available on the iPhone. I think it's available right no, now. No, you can't watch RedTube on really? it because they don't have Flash movies. As soon as that happens. What about the Google phone? That's coming out soon. Yeah, but that's different, though. If, oh. if it's like a porn phone, then it's all good to me. It's, it's all, all gravy. It's all up in your pocket. <laughs> all up around your ear piece. But you know, it is true. People can listen to us with the iPhone and call us at the same time. So he's, he has a point there. Up the iPhone, brother. Yes, big up for the iPhone. All right, this one I can barely understand because he's Swedish, but whatever. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Forgot about this call. Hello, you stupid bastards, man. Oh, kind of drunk. <laughs> Off of what? Reindeer come? What the fuck are they <laughs> drinking in Sweden? Wherever Isn't that from? where eggnog came from? I, mean, I don't, oh, I don't even know. You know, I you know I have this conception of people in Sweden, and maybe I'm way off base here, but I always picture the women, you know, Stockholm or Copenhagen or something, to be these beautiful, like statuesque, busty blondes, like Scandinavian beauties. But all the dudes, I think, look like that dude in that Numa Numa video. You know, the fat guy that's a mala. I always thought that was some kid from like Minnesota. No, Which dude, is probably he's, a lot of Swedish people there. No, he's, he's from Sweden. A, he's a total Scandinavian guy. He's got like some name like, you know, Ugurin, Borin, Pasukin, Gobla, whatever. Lots of umlauts. Umlauts in it or something. I don't know. But so I picture like... O's with slashes through them. Yeah. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever that, the fuck that is. I, I picture this dude who's calling us right now, drunk on reindeer urine, is probably that fat guy from the Numa Numa video. All right, let's close it out. Finish my... Right there, here in Sweden, and I just wanted you to know that, yeah, yeah, the monkey store was good last week, or was it last, last week, I don't know, man, but, uh, you should cover that story about the, uh, the Indian boy getting married to a, to a dog, because it was bad luck or something, maybe you should look it up on a Google on the Google? What the hell is he talking about? And I'm going to send you something soon. Sweet. So keep your American eyes open for some Swedish tobacco. Tobacco, yes, I said tobacco. Okay, don't want to keep it too long because you're going to cut it out of the program or something. Bye. Dude, I remember when I had my first beer. I was so <laughs> wasted. <laughs> he liked the monkey story. He wanted us to do the story about the Indian, like, six-year-old that got married to the dog. Which happens all the time. And then he's going to send us some Indian, or, sorry, Swedish tobacco. Tobacco. You, you know what I wonder about? Swedish tobacco sounds like a code word for marijuana. Right. Probably really good marijuana. And I don't want, well, listen, I've got to check the P.O. box. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, I don't want the feds to be like caving my head in as I open our stupid little fucking PO box. See, I have no qualms about receiving marijuana to the PO box <laughs> yeah, because yeah, sure Wackley's the one that checks it. 
<laughs> so when Wackerly is arrested and uh, we need to bail it out, that's when we might be asking for sick and wrong donations. I'm sure they'll get right on that. <laughs> oh, there's a couple good stories I got to tell first, but uh, I raised the t-shirt price by 50 cents, so that's going to go right into the Wackerly bailout fund. Dude, you'll have, to, you'll have to call into the show from your prison phone. Oh, my one call? <laughs> your one call. I'll leave a message. <laughs> Once a week? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, that sounds smart. But hey, I'm uh, always looking forward to getting gifts in the mail. We love that. You can get our address right on the uh, main page, com. If some Swedish actual tobacco... From a tobacco plant came in, I would smoke it. Yeah, no, I think that'd be cool. Or you know what else is cool? Some naked pictures of Swedish chicks. I always like that as well. Hot Swedish chicks. Dude, they're all hot. They're all blonde with big tits. Like, do you ever see this, the Swiss Miss? <laughs> Whatever, Switzerland. Yes, I know I that's Switzerland, actually. but do they all I've look like that? I've never thought of her in a porny way, but now I have. St. Pauli <laughs> girl, same thing. St. Pauli girl, yeah. same thing, dude. Gives me a chub German. every time. Yeah, same <laughs> right next door to each other. So uh, we got one more call here. We got last get to. one. Here we go. Oh, hey, I was just taking a break from my busy schedule of masturbation to listen to your most recent show. Dave's talking about getting some free drinks and shit. It just occurred to me, like, the fuck do you guys drink when you go out? I mean, I know Dave probably was drinking Manischewitz and shit, but uh, like Wackerly, man, what do you drink? Like, if I was to see a whack man at the bar and shit and be all whack man, what do you fucking you want you get my fucking point though you know um uh, uh anyway he is deep into the sauce at that yeah, <laughs> like know, his sinuses are all fucked up I've been there that's the only reason I know I hope that guy's really drunk or at least stoned <laughs> no I think he's drunk he's at that drunk point where like your your nasal you know membranes are no longer working like functioning properly you've been smoking a lot and drinking a bunch of beer but so, uh, it's hard to find a bar with Manischewitz yeah no I've actually have yet to find one outside of Israel I don't even know what the fuck it tastes like <laughs> Manischewitz is the worst tasting wine you'll ever have it's wine dude so it's, it's the first stuff I I've ever got drunk on though because you always have it at every like Jewish holiday you always have Manischewitz so we always had a bottle line around the house and I remember one time I was like I think nine or ten I was like fuck it dude I'm gonna chug this whole bottle and my mom yeah my mom found me like puking in the pantry yeah and she was like yeah you're not all over the matzo balls (laughs) all over my matzo balls But I'm bump. But no, seriously, uh, when we go out drinking, well, what do you no, drink? let's go through his question methodically. So he was at, you were talking about DJing and getting free drinks, yeah, last week. So what were you drinking? Well, it depends on on where I'm at. So like I was when you're DJing, I'm DJing at my friend's bar. What are you drinking for free? He's got a nice Bullet bar, bourbon. nice selection of liquor. Bullet bourbon. On ice? I usually take it uh, neat, but with rocks on the side. Throwing so a couple it's not rocks like a Manhattan and or it's, anything. Nah, it's just bullet bourbon straight. But on the side, you have some ice. I'll throw in a couple cubes of ice. I hate you even more. <laughs> I see him, I see our friend doing that all the time at the bar with it. Okay. Yeah, but you know I don't I'll... want it on ice, but I want to have some ice, and you're gonna throw it in. I, I know why. Yeah, because you know like what? if you get it with ice, then after, slowly as you sit there and drink it, it gets watered. But down. you know what I've noticed though? It's like if you don't have any ice, you just I'll pound that thing like a shot. It's good, bullet. Yeah, bullet. but it's not too. It's good. frontier bourbon, dude. Yeah. It's what they drink in Deadwood. Exactly. But you feel like you're drinking with uh, Swearingen, Al yeah, Swearingen. I totally recommend Bullet Bourbon out there. Usually when I go out, it's it's either Bullet Bourbon or um, uh, what what it's at uh, our friend Sky's Bar though. You, he has like Buffalo Trace and Pappy Van. There's all sorts of bourbon. 
If you want to spend a lot of money and get, get do some really decent shots, there's worse places you could go than 83 proof. Yeah, but uh, but on a typical night out, let's just say like our night in Oakland the other day, it was all beer. It was Stella, wasn't it? Stella and a couple shots here and there. Yeah, and I think we did do shots of bullet. So. Yeah, so I think we're doing shots, but we also did shots of beam as well. Maybe Jim Beam's another thing. <laughs> I, don't <remember laughs> I think Jim that Beam's part. another thing. But yeah. what do you typically drink there, Wackley? Well, I mean, apple teenies. Mocha teenies, yeah, always good. Choco teenies. You're no stranger. Most of the teenies I drink. Yeah, you're no stranger. If somebody to apple sees pucker. me in a bar and they want to buy me a drink, anything with a teeny at the end, <laughs> you're in teeny. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you know it's it's not uncommon to find you with a Cosmo in your hand either. <laughs> Cosmo teeny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a martini. With the Cosmo mixed in. I'm a big fan of white wine and shrimp. <laughs> it's always good. No, to be honest, so yeah, I drink, uh, you know, I seriously drink whiskey, uh, beer, Fernet, and Jaeger. I've actually and any recently, any type of uh, any of those things. I, I recently drink. developed a uh, appreciation for Fernet. It's good, but you get really drunk off of you'll it. You'll black out. I'll black out. Yeah. Same thing with Jaeger, but sometimes I just want to black out. But hey, you know what? Why don't you come out to San Francisco and? Uh, Buy us a drink. <laughs> what do you drink when you're home? That's a, that's a whole other question. You know, usually when I'm at home, it's I've been drinking Jameson recently. See, when I'm at home, it's full on vodka. Yeah, I drink. I like actually. I I will drink vodka at home as well. But do you Copious just drink it straight? Like, uh, with a little water, maybe some lime splashed in. I so mean, that's my watching TV on a Saturday night with nothing to do, getting shit faced drink. <laughs> You know, I barely. But doesn't everybody else have one of those? I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was like you just drink vodka straight throughout the day. I'm not a. I'm not an all day drinker. It's because you have a job. But if you didn't have a job, yeah, independently it would be a wealthy. <laughs> it would be a if I ever won the lotto, you'd be one I'd, drunk I'd be bastard. dead within three years. You'd be one drunk bastard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you come to San Francisco, buy us a drink, and you can find out what we drink. <laughs> Well, we got a number of emails to the uh, Hotmail account here. Uh, one in particular came from a pretty uh, a, a fan that we respect and love here on the show. Um, he writes, Hello, sick and wrong. I am the soccer mom's husband and wanted to let you know that her birthday is this Friday, the 27th, tomorrow. It would be great if you could wish her a happy birthday on the show. It might get me laid. Thanks, Jason. Yo, Jason, we're going to do you a favor. We're going to wish Soccer Mom a happy birthday right now. Let's do a cheers. Cheers, Soccer Mom. A toast to Soccer Mom. Happy birthday. What is she, 24? Probably. I mean, I hope she gets to party and get drunk without having to hide in the bathroom from her kids. Dude, she doesn't look a day (laughs) old. Uh, Jason, get a babysitter, and I bet you'll get some anal. Hell yeah. Take her her out to, uh, I don't know, what do they have out there? Outback Steakhouse? (laughs) Outback Steakhouse, get her a little (laughs) drunk, and uh, yeah. She doesn't look at, and tell her she doesn't look a day over 24. Yeah. You'll definitely get anal. I, I think this means she's a fellow Pisces. Is she, oh, wait, wait. Is that the, uh, your, your same sign? My birthday is in like a couple weeks here. No wonder you get along so swimmingly. Yeah. I, I, can, I can see that. I don't want to get in the way of Jason and <laughs> Soccer Mom, so just leave it at Happy that. Happy birthday, Soccer Mom. And I uh, hope you have a good time tomorrow night. And yeah, Jason, hope you get laid. Go for the pooper. <laughs> so we got another email. It's kind of long, so I'm going to try to paraphrase it here. Um, guy writes in, so I was reading a story about this classy lady setting her mother on fire and watching her burn in the front yard. I looked at the picture of her and saw she was Asian. It got me thinking about one of my trips to Thailand. 
<laughs> you know, I've never been to Thailand, but Sleazy E is a huge fan of Thailand. And he tells me some pretty twisted stories. So uh, it's definitely uh, you know reasonable that this might happen there. I want to go. I totally want to go there, especially after reading this story. He says, I was in Pattaya, bar hopping on Walking Street. I walk in, sit at the bar where, at, where a uh, LBFM, little brown fucking machine, sits next to me and tries to talk to me. I don't waste any time. I ask her how much for short time. She tells me a price that equals about 30 American dollars. What does short time mean? Like you don't want to pay for her for the whole 24-hour cycle? You just want to go back and... I wonder if short leave. time just means hand job or blow job or something. Okay. But not you want to go, not even go back to your hotel room? Just go out in the alley just and go, go in the back bathroom. to the bar. Yeah. I laugh at her. I offer $10. Let's face it. She's a hooker. We all know hookers have no souls. She just walked away. Well, apparently <laughs> if you think that, yeah. <laughs> Probably make a girl walk away. But the next one walked up, smiled at me, and said, Hello, sexy man. Imagine how someone with Down syndrome might say it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought at first she was retarded and immediately bought her a beer and told her to sit down. It's interesting. See, I have boxes in life I'd like to check. Women to have sex with. Number one, midget. Number two, retard. Number three, some sort of amputee. And number four, deaf. Turns out box number four was about to be checked. (laughs) Once I found out she was deaf, I wasn't as excited as I was when I thought she was retarded. But uh, I was still pretty well, it's happy. It's the fourth box, not the second <laughs> one. It's not the second. Uh, I imagine you'd have, like, what, better bragging rights if she was retarded? You could well, be what like, if you dude. Get, what, if you oh, get, <laughs> what if you get two boxes at once? <laughs> <laughs> or the perfecta, <laughs> all four. <laughs> An amputate, deaf, retard midget? Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you just murder yourself after that. Well, I think it'd be great. It's like you go back home to your boys and be like, dude, I paid 40 bucks to fucking amputee midget retard deaf chick in Thailand. Uh, once I found out she's deaf, I wasn't as excited, but I was still happy. So we negotiated the price on a napkin. This deaf Thai hooker read and wrote English better than 90% of my friends. She wanted $40. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Go to Thailand to fucking handicap people. A deaf retarded chick. <laughs> She wanted $40. I laughed and offered her 10 since she was deaf. That seems to be a standard offer, 10 the, bucks. The bargain right here. I told her she was considered damaged goods. <laughs> this guy's a real class here. When in reality, she's a box. Yeah, no, she's box number four. Bragging rights. I got her down to 15 and we were off. I don't know if either of you have had sex with a deaf woman, no. but it's pretty damn entertaining. You can talk all the shit you want to her want to her and she will be clueless and the sounds they make are indescribable all i can say is it's hilarious this is from jason motherfucking wilson <laughs> well thank you jason for writing that up writing that into us you know what i've never had sex with a deaf chick i imagine she probably sounds like a dolphin being stomped to death yeah something kind of like that i can see that side the whole like the sounds being weird entertaining but uh i actually challenge you to say something nasty to a chicken bed that she doesn't love. Yeah, you know, exactly. They love and that shit. You could say whatever you want, almost, other than... More often than not, it's like, you don't make enough noise. You're no, you don't say enough shit in bed. And you're just like, yeah, but well, what I'm if, not fucking here to entertain you. Well, Wackerly, I think next time you're uh, having sex with your ex-girlfriend, why don't you say, I fucked your sister last night. See how much she likes that. I maintain my assertion. <laughs> Chicks like to think that they're being dirty as fuck when they're fucking. 
Well, let's see what soccer mom's husband can get away with tomorrow night. <laughs> record it. <laughs> record send it. it. Send it in. Call, <laughs> all right. call the hotline <laughs> as you're doing it. In mid-coitus, just kind of call the hotline speakerphone and just record it. We, we'd Set love that. Set your iPhone on the bureau <laughs> next to the bed. But, dude, you know, Sleazy E has been to Pattaya, Pattaya or whatever in Thailand many times. And he told me, dude, it's like... A hooker buffet. You can go anywhere you want, and it's the hottest chicks in the world. 30 bucks. You can bargain with them. Which is cool, but, I mean, are there, like, sanctuary zones where you can go and, like, not get the fucking hard pussy cell every fucking five seconds? No, I think it's, like, every club you go to. It's See, like that would just... become tiresome. I think it might get a bit tedious. It'd be cool if they were, like, okay, there's that's the bar where you go to get laid for 50 cents. <laughs> but And here's the bar where you go back with your friends and hang out till you get horny again. I'm always nervous, though, that it might be a lady boy. I mean, how do you know? Hey, dude, what happens in Thailand? <laughs> Thailand too? Why do you care? Why do you care? <laughs> that wasn't one of Jason's boxes, but uh, who knows? It's the box you know, maybe he the next talk trip. about. <laughs> Trust the me. The unmentionable. Thank you, Jason, for writing that in. I definitely want to go to Thailand eventually and uh, check it out. People, um, if you haven't already, sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's a lot of new members on there, a lot of new postings, and uh, I've been posting a lot of stuff today, so yeah, everyone loves my posts. They're always so cool, <laughs> so original, <laughs> except Wackerly never checks them out, but Wackerly posted the nice Jewish guy calendar. That well, was pretty cool. I just cool. why you weren't in it. I mean, I, I just posted it as a question. I was a little disappointed that You're no one ever nice told Jewish me. Man. No one ever told me about it. I was, you know, I think well, I'd probably get laid. You know, there'll be one next year. You can yeah. lob, we can lobby for you to get in there. Check out the Sigurong Forum. You can find it right off the main page of SigurongPodcast.com. People, thank you for subscribing on iTunes. You're really helping out the show. And give us more comments. Give us as many comments as you possibly can. Comment because the fuck out of that comment shit. Comment the fuck out of that Bitches. shit. It really does help the show. But it, we, seriously, we've been boosting the ratings. Soon we'll be on page one. And uh, finally, if you haven't bought a shirt yet, you need to get one soon because our supply is definitely running thin. I mailed like five shirts to Europe today, which is kind of weird. I, I didn't think that many people in like weird places like Greece. Someone in Greece ordered a shirt. Yeah. I'm, I was We're surprised not respected that we had fans by there. our own countrymen. No, no. Actually, last week I mailed like eight domestically. So we, we had a lot of people here, but it just surprises me. Did they me. buy shirts? Yeah, no. I mailed eight shirts out. Oh, okay. Cool. So, but, but it... it, it just surprises me when you get someone in Greece, like you know, English isn't even their native language. Are they like and they're buying shirts? Yeah. <laughs> so all you Greece people, is the word all you people you in Ohio, you have no fucking like. excuse. Buy a shirt. We'll sell out soon. Represent the show. We appreciate it. Finally, here, sick and wrong song of the week comes in uh, courtesy of Fatty McGee from Wyoming. He says, "Hey guys, love the show. I'm from Wyoming, and yes, that is the meth capital of the world." I beg to differ. Arizona, I think, is a meth capital of the world. And specifically Flagstaff, Arizona. Not no, not Flagstaff. Tucson. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona has a hell of a lot of tweakers. Just the teeth per person ratio is extremely low. (laughs) I'm submitting a song of the week to you. It's called I'm Keeping Your Poop. It's from Hasey Dixie. I heard this song, thought it would be something that you guys would be interested in. Hope you play it on the show. By the way, I work with Jeff the Pizza Guy. I just wanted him to know that he can fuck off. I would tell so this him is myself. The pizza guy himself? I think this is another pizza guy. <laughs> I would tell him myself, but I thought it'd be much funnier if you could tell him for me. Thanks and keep up the good work. So apparently, Jeff the Pizza Guy, Fatty McGee, um, wants you to fuck off. Doesn't this show, this episode, 
feel a little Casey Kasem ish. Sort of. You know, it's weird. It's it's weird that there's all this correspondence between friends yeah. through us. Casey Kasem would always do that. He'd make the personal connections between people. Yeah, it's like we're this medium. Yeah. For so people. we got Jason's gonna get some anal from Soccer Mom through the show, and uh, Fatty and McGee here Fatty is telling McGee's his gonna... buddy Jeff to fuck off. Yeah, it's not really like Casey Kasem, is it? Yeah, <laughs> <It's not laughs> yeah I'm not like sure. No. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna end the show here with uh, "I'm Keeping Your Poop." Which um, it's it's a great breakup song. You're, no, it is like Casey Kasem. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, I'm it's keeping your like, yeah. Top forty here. Top forty song. Uh, people will be back next week with episode one sixty four. Until then, take it sleazy. Keeping your poop in a jar till the day you come back. So don't forget just what you are. Yeah, keeping your poop in a jar. You thought you took everything. You left something behind me I scooped it out I bottled it up And now it's there on the stand By the bed to remind me In case I ever forget You're just a piece of poop Keeping your poop in a jar Till the day you come back So don't forget just what you are Yeah, keeping your poop in a jar I'll play this around sound. Let me testify. I had a moment of weakness once, so I opened the lid for a smell. It all came back to me, baby One vaporous rush I remembered you well How could I ever forget All that you're a piece of poop I'm keeping your poop in a jar Till the day you come back So I don't forget just what you are Yeah, I'm keeping your poop in a jar Now, Oh, everybody sing I'm keeping your poop in a jar Till the day you come back, so don't forget just what you are. Yeah, keeping your poop in a jar, keeping your poop in a jar, keeping your poop in a jar, keeping your a poop in a jar.